You are listening to Untitled Theatre Company number 61's audio drama production of Iphigenia in Aulis, a five-part presentation of the play by Euripides. I am Edward Einhorn, the adapter and director. If you enjoy our program, please contribute by texting UTC61 to 44321 and follow the link, or visit our website, untitledtheater.com. You can also find information there about the graphic novel-slash-script hybrid of the text with art by Eric Schanauer, published by Image Comics. The book and this podcast were created to be enjoyed in combination, though they can also be experienced separately. This episode includes Scene 4 and Chorus 4. Where is the Achaean commander? Are there any servants here to announce that I, Achilles, son of Peleus, am standing here? Not everyone who waits on this beach with you is in the same situation. Some of us have no wives or children. We have left our homes unattended because of the passion that the gods have placed in our hearts. It is a passion which has sent our whole nation with you on this journey. I can only speak for myself, let others speak for themselves. I've traveled from Pharsalus, left behind my father Peleus, and here I am now besides the Euripus, waiting for the whisper of a breeze that blows aright. My Myrmidon soldiers press me, asking, why do we wait? How much more time must we spend on this expedition to Troy? If we are to do something, lead us to it, or else lead us away from here and away from these two dallying sons of Atreus. Son of the sea nymph, I heard you speak, so I came out to see you. Most holy modesty, who is this woman so blessed by beauty? You have not seen me before, so of course you do not know me. I appreciate your reverent modesty. But who are you? Why are you a woman in this place of men and shields? I am Clytemnestra, daughter of Leda, wife to Agamemnon. Well answered, quick and clear. But it is not seemly for me to talk to women. Don't leave so quickly. Stay and join your right hand with mine as a prelude to a happy marriage. Take your hand? What are you suggesting? I have no right. I could never look Agamemnon in the eyes if I did. You have every right, son of the sea nymph. You are marrying my daughter. Marrying your daughter? I don't know what to say. Is this some delusion? Men shy away from their new family when marriage is in the air. It is natural. I have never sought your daughter in marriage, nor have the sons of Atreus spoken to me about these plans. How can this be? I am as surprised as you must have been a moment ago. Then let's try to find the truth behind it. Perhaps we are both right. It may just be a misunderstanding. I have been deceived. Can this marriage exist only in my mind? I feel so ashamed. Maybe someone is playing a trick on us. Pay no attention to it. It doesn't matter. I must leave. I am humiliated to have been made into a liar like this. I feel the same, but I must go inside to see your husband. Wait! Stranger son of the gods, wait! And you too, daughter of Leda. Who calls us from that half-open door? He sounds so frightened. I am a slave, nothing more. Why pretend better? Whose slave? That woman's over there. I was a gift from her father. Well, I am still here. What do you want? Why did you stop me? Are the two of you alone? 
We are alone. Come out from there and speak. May fortune and my own foresight be enough for those I hope to save. Portentous words, though your point is slow in coming. Here, take my right hand. Speak to me. You know, I am a good man and devoted to you and your children. I know that you have served my house for many years. And that King Agamemnon received me as part of your dowry. Yes, you came with me to Argos and you have always been my servant. Yes, so you know I am loyal to you first. You above your husband. Come, tell me what you have to say. It is about your daughter. Her father is about to kill her. What? What sort of mad story are you telling me? He will cut her white throat open with his sword. Are you telling me my husband's gone insane? No, he is sane. Except when it comes to you and your daughter. There he is mad. What reason would he have? Oh, what avenging god possesses him? It is the oracle, according to Calchas, so that the fleet may sail. Where will it sail? Alas for me! Alas for the girl whose father waits to slay her! To Troy, so Menelaus can bring back Helen. So Helen's rescue dooms Iphigenia. Now you know everything. Agamemnon intends to sacrifice her to Artemis. Why talk of her marriage to Achilles? To lure you into bringing your daughter here. Oh, my daughter. This journey we have taken, it will bring death to us both. I pity the two of you. It is an awful deed that Agamemnon plans. I am finished. I can't hold back my tears. Go ahead and weep. What mother would not weep at the loss of her children? Where did you hear all this? How did you discover it? I was given a letter which referred to the earlier message you received. Did it tell me not to bring my child to her death, or did it urge me on? It was meant to prevent you from coming. Your husband momentarily regained his reason. And if this is really true, why did you not deliver this letter to me? Menelaus took it from me. He is to blame for everything. Son of Peleus and the sea nymph, do you hear all this? I hear your misery. I'm sorry that my name was used in the matter. They will murder my daughter. They tricked me by pretending she would be wed to you. I am angry with your husband as well. I do not take this lightly. I am not ashamed to fall at your knees. What should be more important to me? than the well-being of my daughter. Oh, please help me. Son of a goddess, help me and help the young bride who was said to be your own, although I know it was a lie. It is for your sake that I placed a bridal wreath upon her head. When she is murdered, it is you who will be blamed for it. For even though you were never married to her, your name is now connected to this poor maiden's name. Beg you by your hand, by your noble chin, by your own mother. I have been brought so low because of the power of your name, and that is something you are bound to defend. 
My only altar is your knee. I have no friends here to turn to. You know how heartless Agamemnon has been. I am a woman alone among unruly soldiers, all ready to do the worst to me, useful as they may be otherwise. But if you stretch out your hand and hold us under your protection, we will be safe. If not, we are lost. Mothers have a great and mysterious power, every one of them. They will risk anything for their children's sake. It seems I have been made into the worst of men, a nothing. No better than Menelaus in all this. Not the son of a king, but of a vengeful demon. But your husband is using my name to commit murder. Inerius, father of my mother Thetis, raised in the waves of the sea, Agamemnon will not touch your daughter. No, if he lays even a finger upon her, let the barbarous Mount Sapelos, home to his ancestors, be ever considered great, and let the name of my own Thethia never again be spoken. My sword will bear witness. It will be covered in barbarian blood well before we reach Troy if your daughter is taken from me. May you be blessed for the rest of your life for helping those in need. Listen to me and perhaps all will be well. Go on, I am eager to hear. We will try to restore her father back to sanity. <laughs> he is too cowardly. He fears the army. One argument can win out against another. That seems a cold hope, but tell me what you propose. First, you must beg him not to kill his daughter. If he refuses to listen, come to me. But if luck is with you, perhaps things can turn out well for your family, even without my aid. Sensible enough. I will do so. But if my pleas fail to work, how will I find you? Shall I wander forlornly, searching for your hand to clasp in aid? I will keep an eye out for you. I will make sure you do not have to run frantically among the soldiers. You will not shame your father's house. Tyndarius is a great man and deserves a good reputation. I will do as you say. Lead me and I will follow. If there are gods, they will reward you. If there are not, then perhaps nothing matters. What were the marriage hymns they sang? As Libyan flutes played and the lyre led the dance, and the reeds piped their high melodies. What were they singing as the muses danced, their feet adorned with golden sandals? What was sung as they feasted to celebrate the marriage of Achilles to Thetis? There on the slopes where the centaur stood, Ganymedes, whom Zeus delights in, poured wine into golden cups. There, the fifty daughters of Nereus whirled round in a twisting circle for their sister's nuptials. There the centaurs, great horsemen, round wreathed, galloped rowdily to the feast, drinking deeply from Bacchus's bowl, crying, Daughter of Nereus, Chiron, Apollo's prophet, foretells that you will bear a mighty son, the pride of Thessaly. He will sail to the land where Priam dwells, bringing myrmidon soldiers to burn down glorious Troy. There he will wear your gift, 
golden armor crafted by the god Hephaestus. So did the gods bless the marriage of Helios to the eldest of the sea nymphs. But you, Princess Iphigenia, your country will crown you as a cow is crowned or a knife cuts across its throat. You were not raised in a field near the shepherd's tombs and the herdsman's cries. Your mother raised you to marry a son of one of the gods. Where is virtue? Where is virtue? Where is virtue? Where is modesty? The gods have been discarded and man has left virtue behind. Lawlessness is our only law. We no longer work together. We no longer we no work, longer together, work to together to avoid, to avoid the, the wrath of the, the gods. gods. This podcast was produced by Untitled Theater Company Number no. Sixty One, a theater of ideas. It stars Michael Bardellini as Agamemnon, Ivana Cullinan as Clytemnestra. Laura Hardell as Iphigenia, David Mandelbaum as the Servant, Paul Murillo as Achilles, Eric Emil Olson as Menelaus, Jenny Lee Mitchell as the Chorus Leader, Sandy York as a member of the Chorus, Emily Claire Zempel as a member of the Chorus, and Maxwell Zener as the Messenger. The podcast was sound designed and edited by Ian W. Hill. The adaptation was originally presented as a live stage version at La Mama Etc. in New York, in the winter of 2013. Funding for this podcast was made possible in part by grants from the Lower Manhattan Community Council and the Morris and Alma Shapiro Fund. Further information about the play, including essays and photos of the original production, can be found at iphigeniaenolis.com. You can also buy a copy of the book published by Image Comics. If you enjoyed this audio drama, please listen to our other audio dramas, The Resistible Rise of J.R. Brinkley and The Iron Heel. My name is Edward Einhorn, and I am the writer and director. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.